0: You're not a victim. You're doing it. And when you're ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. Hello, and welcome to the Humble You Podcast, where we talk all things mind, body, and life. And this podcast features a conversation with Roderick Anderson. Roderick is a coach, counselor, USAF member, and a host of his own podcast, the Life Tutor Podcast. He inspires others to pursue personal growth, self-awareness, and new thinking. And Roderick, I am extremely excited to get this conversation started. Welcome to the podcast. Hey,
1: Joseph, thank you, thank you. Um, appreciate the opportunity and thanks for letting me be here.
0: Before we get into the message and you know where you're at today, I'm wondering what was life like before you got interested in helping others?
1: Well, um, actually, so in college, um, my major was actually uh, geology and uh, I know <laughs> going from geology to sociology. Now you know, I'm a coach. Um, but yeah, I, I actually was really fascinated with rocks and um, studying rocks and, you know, the mineral compositions of it. And basically just like breaking it down. Um, but, you know, that, that fascination also led me to my fascination with my own um, like brother and you know, my family and the mental illness of my family and just mental illness all over. Um, And so as my my brothers, he was uh, diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder. Hmm. Um, So that, you know, I I wanted to get more into that. And I, I started researching it and, you know, I I just saw that it was very fascinating to me. And so I wanted to I wanted to go more into it. Um, so I started studying it, I started looking at mental health and then I saw how, you know, mental health played a part in African-Americans and how, you know, it's, yeah, how common it is. And, you know, it's, it's just needs to be, you know, more, I guess, looked at and more, um, I just, I I was, I was curious. So I just kept going and I started, I started, uh, researching and I ended up switching my major to sociology. Okay. Um, and then my minor was alcohol and drug and recovery studies. Mm. And so those kind of like coincided and, you know, here we are. <laughs> hmm. Oh so, yeah. So I'm starting to
0: think about applying some of my meteorology terms and making metaphors to becoming a barometer in your life and understanding your own personal environment. So you know what works and what doesn't work for your mind and trying to use again, those, those meteorol- meteorological terms, um, so people can kind of get an understanding of difficult topics, you know, especially if you don't know much about psychology and the mind. So I'm wondering if you've also applied that geology into your coaching, or if you're starting to.
1: I actually haven't. That hasn't even crossed my mind, but that's like, that's that's something to think about. Wow, yeah. that's that's like. That's pretty far out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, it's like it's easy
0: because I understand the material in meteorology. And as you understand the material in geology and then Mm -hmm. people really like metaphors, they like stories, they like they don't like the hard facts, you know, it's like almost like a classroom. They don't want to hear all that. But if you tell someone Mm -hmm. a story and and explain it in a different way, um, it could spark something. Um, So, yeah, that's why I brought that up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's nice. (laughs) something to do in the future.
0: (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, so another thing that I'm curious about is uh, in the military, have you had any situations where you almost became your, your brother's or sister's uh, life coach in a sense from being in that kind of environment as a, as a military member, and then also being people's coach?
1: Yes. um, So I went in, what, maybe five, six years ago, uh, I think about five years ago. And um, I was older, you know, I was an older person going into the military. And a lot of a lot of the, the trainees or recruits were 18, 19, 20, 22. Mm. Um, and, you know, uh, so they're kind of going in straight out of like high school or like right out of, the, you know, leaving their parents' house. This is probably the first time that they left their parents' house. And so they're kind of looking for that person to like look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt as if that I, I may have been one of those. Um, of course, we had like two or three others um, that were around my age as well. But so when we got when we get there, they have this thing called a dorm chief. And what's
0: uh, that again? A dorm. Uh,
1: yeah, dorm chief. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like when the drill sergeant or in the Air Force they call refer to him as an MTI. Okay. military training instructor mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't isn't in the, the dorm with all the recruits they have the dorm chief be the leader there and like take over right mm-hmm. <laughs> so um so yeah so they would all come to me and you know they would say hey can we do this can we do that what do we do here i need you to wake me up for for pt in the morning you know things like that um so basically i was check-in. you know i was their the person that they would come to and it was stressful, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I felt as if I had that coaching and counseling role, even, even you know, in boot camp or even still now in, in the military.
0: Hmm. That's powerful. How about that? Yeah. Um, and especially, know. you know, because that's, that's, it, it takes a strong person to be a military member. You know, going through that training, you can't be weak. Um, and it's not physically weak. It's also mentally weak too. You have to have both mm-hmm. the, bo- the body and mind in check. Um, and for you to be the person that they're looking towards, it just shows a lot about yourself. Oh well, thank you.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> so I'm wondering about that mind body connection. You know, did you always have that understanding of the relationship between the mind and body, or was there an experience such as the military that sparked that interest in that connection?
1: No, um, not the military necessarily, but even prior to the military, like. I always, I always questioned everything. And, um, in my podcast, like my first episode, I was, you know, like introduction and like why I'm doing what I'm doing is, you know, I've always questioned everything. Even as a child, I want to question a lot of things and mm-hmm. just, you know, being that, that, that observer or that inquisitor, you know, inquisitor, you know, you, you always want to question things. Yeah. And so, you know, I always was like, Hey, if, why am I doing this? What's the reason behind it? You know, things like that. And so um, I feel as if, even at an early age, um, I've always had that sense about me mm. and just a mind body co- concept.
0: Mm. Was there anything that, that, that really sparked the interest or at least got you excited about it that maybe an experience or, or, or a personal story that really showed you the power of the mind body or both the mind and body?
1: Well, what really, what really got me into it is, um, I would say, religion. Because mm-hmm. um, growing up, I'm from Texas originally. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, you know, it's in my family, you know, devoted Christian and, um, you know, go to church Sunday, Wednesday, you know, sometimes more than that during the week. Mm-hmm. And so I would question, you know, hey, what, you know, is this the only Bible or is this the only, you know, thing that you you learn or you know why are we why are we listening why are we uh, reading this why are we listening to this preacher you know Mm. and so as I got older um you know unfortunately you know I love my parents but they couldn't (laughs) they couldn't you know answer my question thoroughly Mm. you know and so and I saw it as an interpretation and so I started like reading parts of the Quran I would read like Mm. um about Hinduism I would read about Buddhism and so um, I kept reading about all of this and so I started relating that to like there's more out there Mm. you know I don't want to get stuck on just one thing of like Christianity but I I, I felt as if I can expand that not just religion but like philosophies or like people or anything you know there's more than just one you know um so i would think that sparked that was that that was that spark for me that light
0: you know what's really interesting <laughs> you and i have a lot in common <laughs> because that same experience i went through the same exact thing it wasn't really the upbringing of religion but it was religion that sparked that interest of there's more out there and yes. that's what really got me into psychology that got me into coaching and oh man it's wow. so interesting between you <laughs> right? know the geology and science and into coaching and, and everything else. Um, you know, it's uh, it's meant it, to
1: be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's just and it's it's just. I guess um, I don't know what the word is, but it's just very, very. It, it makes me curious why we both ended up in that in the same space as coaches you know
1: mm-hmm. and and there's yeah.
0: something to that curiosity and and that exploration that i think you know opens your heart to want to wanna help others too because you know we don't limit ourselves into boxes you know it seems like yeah. uh, we have these open hearts and and you know it's just amazing to connect with somebody like that
1: oh yeah definitely i agree 100%
0: so, your podcast, oh. I started a podcast, this podcast about three months ago. Um, mm-hmm. When did you start your podcast and what sparked the interest in in starting a podcast?
1: I started it in April. Um, unfortunately, I, <laughs> I have to keep, I need to keep, continue to keep up with it. Um, but life has been pretty, pretty crazy and it's fast moving every day. Mm. Um, but what sparked my interest was that. I had more than just, for me, I had more to say than just a video or just, you know, post or a blog or a website. I wanted to I wanted to get my voice out a little, a little bit more um, and just see if, you know, that there's more out there. And just, I wanted to open up my, my voice some more to other people um, that may not have the opportunity to hear me on my, you know, my, my Instagram page or uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Mm.
0: So. Okay. And do you, do you have guests or is it just a solo podcast where you kind of just have a topic each week? What's the, what's the, I guess the formula of your podcast?
1: Well, when I, when I got into it, it was, it's going to be, at first it was going to be a solo podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now as I'm moving forward and, you know, I've been doing this for four months now um, and I'm meeting new people and, you know, I'm talking to so many different people now that like it, I'm thinking about just go ahead and just like expanding it and go ahead and trying to reach out and talk to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just, so fast right now. Yeah, It's a lot of work because when you start adding (laughs) people,
0: there's two different schedules, there's different topics they want to talk about, you know, and, uh, you know, the connection issues, that's always fun. You never know what kind of equipment they have. So there's really a lot, um, behind the scenes of a podcast people don't realize how much work goes into a podcast because it's not only Mm -hmm. setting it up and, and writing out what you're if you're doing a solo podcast, what you're going to say, but also, you know, editing it and then producing it and then uploading it. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, (laughs) it takes a lot of time. Um, You know, that's wonderful that you started that podcast uh, and it's called The Life Tutor Podcast. Where can people find that podcast if they're interested?
1: It's on my website, uh, The Life Tutor of San Diego. Um, It's also, you can, uh, there's a link on my Instagram page, Mm. um, also a link on my Facebook page. Um, But basically, you can just go to my website and you can small click, boom, and it's right there. Um, Also, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Wow! Um, So, yeah. It's all over the place.
0: I love the name of it. Where did you come up with the name? The Life Tutor. It's such a cool (laughs) name.
1: Yeah, I figured I wanted to to be different. I love being different, you know? So, um, a lot of people have like life coaching websites and You know, life coach this, life coach that, which is fine. It's great. Um, I wanted to have something that was, you know, just different. And Mm. so I was like, what is another, for me, what is another form of a mentor Mm. or a coach or just somebody that provides guidance? And I was like, oh, a tutor. (laughs) You know, so it's it's like a broad, broad spectrum of a, you know, of a a mentor to me. Mm.
0: Another cool thing about this conversation is I haven't had many coaches on here. Um, You know, I've talked to a lot of different people from different aspects of life that really tied in the mind-body connection or some aspect of that. Um, With you, you know, you're really a a life coach in a sense. What Mm -hmm. I'm wondering is a lot of people ask me and it's, I've I've become, uh, I guess, equipped with answering this question. Um, and I'm, I'm curious about your answer to it. A lot of people ask me, what's the difference between a psychologist, a counselor, and then a life coach.
1: Okay. Um, I get that too. (laughs) So (laughs) a, (laughs) a psychologist is somebody that can diagnose, you know, same thing as a clinician or a therapist, they diagnose, um, if you have experiencing some type of trauma, um, it's most, a lot of the times it's traumatic events or PTSD, um, OCD, something that's diagnosable. That's where the psychologist, uh, LPCC or somebody that's licensed, um, that's where they come in and they provide a therapy session for you. Um, now a counselor, there's the licensed professional counselor, which is like LPC. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, just a, a counselor that's non-licensed. Um, there is career counselors. There's financial counselors. There's a, there's a broad spectrum of counselors. Um, and they basically help you provide ga- guidance if you have uh, any issues that you need, you know, to be confront, not confronted about, but any issues that you want, um, to talk about, things like that. Mm. But mostly counseling is not for diagnosable treatment. Mm. Um, that's left up with the clinicians and the therapists, things like that. Mm. Now, as far as coaching, that's for the right now, <laughs> like mm-hmm. counseling and psychologists, things like that. They, they look back in the past. Mm. Um, but as far as coaching, we always want to, fo- we mostly want to focus on the right now. Mm-hmm. We can tie into the past, but it's mostly the right now and we can look it towards the future. Yes. Um, so mostly future goals.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. The way, the way I like to answer it is, is they focus on the why and
0: we focus on the how, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, are you certified as a coach, or did you take classes to become a coach, or did you use your knowledge and and, and degree to to kind of um, you know imply your coaching program?
1: So I use my knowledge, my degree. Um, my, you know, I'm going to uh, further it, and I will get certified as a coach. Um, again, you know, it's kind of hectic <laughs> right now, but um, I will uh, eventually become a certified coach. Um, and I'm already looking at a couple of schools. But I'm also working on my my master's degree as well. Um, So, yeah, with two kids, military, (laughs) coaching, counseling full time. So honestly,
0: (laughs) honestly, you know, to be completely honest, there are coaches out there that go through a weekend three day program and they get a a certification. So, you know, you, Uh you have a master's degree, eight years of work, hard work, you know, really studying a subject. Someone could get a, a certification and say they're a certified coach. Which one would you rather have? I'd rather have somebody, you know, eight years of, of, of real intellectual work. But it really is, is that relationship. I don't know how it is with you. But for me, you know, when I meet somebody for the first time, I don't just accept everyone. Like if they want to be, you know, hire me as a coach. It, it really mm-hmm. is a relationship, a back and forth relationship. They have to feel comfortable with me. And I also have to feel comfortable with them because if they're not going to take the necessary steps, it's going to be a waste of time for both of us.
1: Exactly, I I agree, and like I tell everybody, it's the same thing as far as counselors or ther- uh, therapists or psychologists or psychiatrists. Not you're not gonna you know, be hand in hand with them all the time. Like you're not going to relate to them all the time. So you're not gonna like your therapist or your psychologist all the time. You're not gonna like the person all the time. You and it's okay to switch and get another coach or it's okay Mm -hmm. to switch and get another psychologist. We all, that's why this field is so great. is because we all think differently and we have, we all provide us, you know, different type of, um, you know, work or experience or something that we bring to the table and it fits with different individuals. Mm. I love
0: those words. So you said a little bit earlier that you, you like to be different. You know, you don't want to be a carbon copy. You want to be unique change that word Mm -hmm. is powerful what are your thoughts on change
1: change it's a must Mm -hmm. um and i you know the, the the individuals i facilitate for uh while i'm you know as a counselor i talk about change a lot because um without change we get so stuck and we get complacent and we get comfortable And it's one thing to be okay and be comfortable. That's fine. You know, that's the, you know, everybody has a choice and that's their choice. But for me, I feel as if it gets, when you get stuck, you stop learning, you stop growing. Mm. And you, for me, I feel as if you have one life on this earth, why stop growing? Mm. You know, like continue to learn as much as you can, experience as much as you can. And, you know, I love... So like, whenever I, when I speak or when I facilitate, I enjoy talking about food because I love, I love eating food. Like who doesn't?
0: (laughs) Are you a foodie?
1: I'm a foodie, man. I'm a foodie. (laughs) (laughs) Me as well. (laughs) Um, So I like to relate, you know, change to food and, you know, being from, being from Texas, you know, I was, I I didn't experience a lot of different types of food growing up. You know, I ate a lot of soul food, which is great. I love soul food. It's mm. not good for you all the time. <laughs> um, But, you know, I like to, because now when I moved here to San Diego, you know, I've eaten African food, Samoan food, you know, I've eaten African food from, you know, East Africa or West Africa. I've eaten Russian food, Mediterranean food, Russian. I mean, I've eaten so many different types of things. And I always, you know, talk to that person. How do you make this? What is this called? You mm-hmm. know, and by doing that, I'm, I'm kind of grabbing a little bit of their culture, yeah. you know, and I'm learning a little bit of their culture. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and what a lot of people don't re- realize is that food connects us. Yeah. And whether you like it or not, once you try a different type of food, you just did something. Like, that's a change. That's mm-hmm. a change agent. Like mm-hmm. you just did something that's changed what you usually do. And so that's why I'm such a big advocate, supporter of change is because it's necessary mm-hmm. whether you like it or not.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not only
1: necessary, but like
0: you said, it gets you to move towards learning more, you know, uh, a similar experience with me was Indian food. Um, Just getting into it and and, and the culture, it made me appreciate their culture more. And now I'm at a point where I want to go visit India just because I was trying out their food, you know, and it's amazing. You know, you become more accepting and loving and understanding and exploring. And and what else is life about? Exactly. Exactly. What's your favorite type of Indian food? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not so familiar, but it's Southern Indian food. It's it's. It's like smaller dishes. I don't know the exact name of it. Um,
1: but, I mean, like, the curries are good. They, they, yes, they're really, yes. really
0: interesting. They're like a stew, you
1: know? Yes. How about yeah. yourself? And mine is chana masala. Mm, okay. Yes. Are you familiar with dosa?
0: Yes. yes. That's, that's really good stuff. Oh, yes. Sometimes <laughs> it looks, like, beautiful. It's,
1: like, really big and fluffy, and, and it's <laughs> so
0: thin, the way that they cook it. Yeah. It's really
1: cool stuff. Yeah. So and then we- um, with with that, I usually mix or I usually put on um, cilantro, the cilantro chutney. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> the one that I usually get has like potato inside of it.
0: Oh, the samosas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on this subject, have you – are you – you know, I guess with being in the military, have you traveled a lot around the world or are you like me where you've only been to vacation destinations? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, right now I try my best not to travel as much because of my kids. They're younger. Yeah. Um, but for my trainings, you know, I've just been, I've been to about three other three other states within the, the, uh, within the, the U.S. Mm. Um, but I'm hoping as my kids get older, I will pick up more orders and travel outside the U.S., um, but that's a matter of time.
0: What's, I guess, one location, and if it's more than one, you could tell them, one location that you really want to visit?
1: The main one I want to go to is um, Italy. So it's called... <laughs> it's my heritage. Oh, it? oh, Italy and Ramstein, Germany. Two, two Air Force bases that are there. So yeah.
0: Germany, That's I never heard that one is there a reason behind
1: it from what i hear um it's just really nice <laughs> i don't know it's something new um, i didn't know if you had like a personal tie
0: to it or something that you know experience you had that that led you towards towards wanting to go there but it was just the beauty huh
1: <laughs> yeah i heard it's, it's really nice um and it beats middle east from what i hear um i still wouldn't mind going to the middle east if i get that option but Uh, during war times, that's not something that I would want to go through. It's so (laughs) sad when you think about it because
0: there's a lot of ancient history within places like Afghanistan, especially Mm -hmm. Syria, um, Turkey, you know, Turkey's a little bit safer, but still, you know, a lot of these places there, there's just so much rich history that's honestly being destroyed and it's, and it's really sad to see. Yes, I agree. Over what, you know, what's it
1: over? A power (sighs) game? Power, things outside of, our, <laughs> outside of our thinking, I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's tie this back in somehow. To, okay, to- <laughs> I know what, what's going on.
0: <laughs> we'll get back to, to the word change. Um, a lot of people struggle with change. I, I, I wrote a paradox. I have a little paradox series on Instagram. And uh, one thing I wrote for one of my paradoxes is, is the only constant is change. You know, change is, is 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 inevitable in life, and if you try to deny it and push against it, uh, you're you're up for a rude awakening. So I'm wondering, with clients that struggle with change, is there any advice that you like to give? Um, any examples or activities that you like to do with them?
1: Well, for the most part, I when I start off talking to them, I ask, "What's your reason why?" And depending on that answer, sometimes they won't say anything because they may not know or they just hesitate to you know just answer the question but then I say once you find the reason why I guarantee you you will change your behavior mm. if you really want to right you know mm. it's, it's your choice um, but you, you gotta have a reason why
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because that the reason why is a driving force for your change
0: mm. So with with clients, I'm wondering. Um, I, I've always I've had this experience with a lot of my clients where they they have this aha moment where you can see the energy being released from them. And it's amazing how we suppress a lot in our life and it's there, but we don't see it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you could see it when you're working with a client when it's released. I'm wondering if you've also noticed that same change because myself, I really haven't talked to many life coaches.
1: Yeah, so I have. Um and you can see it, in like in the physical features, like you see their eyes. Their eyes just like light up, like <laughs> it's like a, a light bulb, you know. And you know, and but it takes a lot of it is intensive. I I feel, and you know, and I try my best not to work harder than the client. Um, and sometimes I catch myself, and I'm like, oh, I'm working harder. But at the same time, it's what you put yourself into. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times it's it may be that rock bottom or it may be certain steps that we've gone through. And now on that third step, you're like, oh, mm. you know, they they get it. they They see it. And, you know, and it's 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 amazing, you know, and even for myself, you know, cause I, I I check myself a lot of times whenever, you know, I'm in a certain mood or you know, I'm not being appreciative enough or not grateful enough or and so I use the same skills that I, you know, ask my clients and I'm like, hmm, okay, here we go. You know, this is something else to add to the to the bag of tricks that I can use, you know? Or, uh, you know, so um, so yeah, it's it's usually that that when they when they that that eye, that eye lights up, you know, and I'm like, oh, it worked. Or I get a phone call. Oh
0: <gasps> you know, yeah. so it's powerful and it's such a good it feeling, is. you know. It really is a yeah. good feeling. And and you know, it's a it's a win win as a coach because like you said, not only are you helping someone else out, but you're also checking yourself all the time and you're using these principles on yourself to make sure that they work, you know, it's something mm-hmm. that you want to tell someone. Um, yeah. and then the yeah. other interesting thing that I love about coaching is everyone's so unique and individual that it makes every client a whole new formula to try to
1: figure out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why I say everybody's different and every, and all the coaches or clients, individuals bring something different to the table. Mm. And, you know, and of course you have to get to know your clients, But also when you get to know them, you you get to know their experiences, their culture, what led them to think the way that they think. And you know, you're like, okay, I just learned something new about this culture. Or I just learned something new about, you know, this person that I can possibly maybe use to help better, you know, the progress of another client. You know. So,
0: yeah, it's like those archetypes. I don't know if you know Jungian material, but there's like these archetypes or patterns, we can call them, that you could start to see, you know, somebody projecting and it's like, oh, I've seen that before. (laughs) Yes. yes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and it's really last week. (laughs) (laughs) It's so interesting, though, you know, it makes me want to start to to really highlight these principles and maybe, you know, outline some of these archetypes that people can relate to. Um, because mm-hmm. we, we sometimes our unconscious speaks in these in these symbols or images. Um and it's powerful to to be able to connect that with somebody um, because oh. that unconscious is so hard to see and so
1: hard to taste. It is, it is, and and a lot of times it's hard for us to like, like speak it, speak on that too, yes. you know, like we may be feeling it, but it's very hard for us to say our feelings yeah. and to actually without, you know, being emotional or projecting or something. Um, so, you know, yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I love that.
1: So, uh, on your Instagram page,
0: you write new thinking as, as, you know, one of the things you try to help inspire. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. I'm just wondering for you, what does new thinking
1: mean? Exactly. So new thinking is, it's not saying that, you know, your, your old thinking is bad. It's not saying that what you're thinking is a bad thing or whatever bad may be, the concept of bad. It's, it's adding on, I feel, you know, and looking at it from a different perspective. Um, and because sometimes we get so fixated and such in our bubble that, you know, we don't, we don't take the time to say, hey. Maybe there's another way to do this, or maybe there's another thought process that I haven't thought of, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, in one of my posts, I, you know, I said that we're not the, that we're not the only ones that are right. Right. Mm -hmm. Meaning, (laughs) meaning that we, we think that we're right a lot, but we're not. And until you establish new thinking, that's the only way you can get that concept,
0: Mm. And that's it because that's, you know, that's that subjective truths that we all build and we have our own subjective worlds, but there's an objective truth out there, yes. you know, yes. and, and and you got to, you got to open yourself up towards it because if you live in your bubble in your box, how much freedom is that? You're living in a box. You know, you're not confined. a lot confined. <laughs> yeah. Is it tough to, to, to at least speak with your clients about You know, breaking that box do they do they want to hold on to it and 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 it's really tough for them to let go.
1: It is, it is, and you know, I that's why I relate uh, a lot of my experiences to it because you know, you know, coming from Texas and from the South, I have my you know, just like everybody, we have our own learned behaviors that we grow up knowing and seeing and learning until we find out, oh, that may have not been the right way. Or you know, maybe I need to add on to a behavior that I haven't been doing, mm. and so expressing that to a client, you know somebody that may have had their same behavior for ten fifteen twenty thirty years, you know it's it's gets it gets it gets rough and it's, it's i and I know the struggle mm. and that's why I like to uh, say my own experiences because until you have some type of self awareness, it's hard for that to come to light. It's hard for that change agent to come to light. Mm. Um, so, but when it does, that pops up, you know. Like, oh, I did something different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, I always tell my clients like it, it's small steps that matter, you know. Like, and and always, always count your small steps. Mm. Those small achievements lead to big achievements. And because so many times we, you know, we minimize our small achievements and we don't get ourselves credit. credit, yeah. you know, and that's how that's, it's impacting our mindset. So.
0: Mm. No, um, that's powerful because what I try to tell people is they just want, they just want the end result. And it's yes. like, wait a second, if you get that end result, that's great, but you haven't built the strength to accept it. And then when something comes to shake your ground you're gonna lose everything, you know. Yeah, you're not gonna build yes. anything towards that, and you're not gonna really. It's not even gonna taste great, you know. It's yeah. like if you don't eat much sugar during the day, and you have like an ice cream at night, that ice cream is <laughs> gonna taste amazing. But if you had sugar <laughs> all day, it's not gonna have that same flavor. And I'm not. I'm not saying to eat ice cream. I don't even eat ice cream myself. But you know that was the that was the example that just came up. But you know, yeah. it's it's really that that delayed gratification. Yes, and and. and it builds such a sweet taste once you get it, and then you also have the journey that you should embrace you know the the, mm-hmm. the the struggles and and just the whole experience of getting it because once you get it, it starts to lose its value after a little bit of time
1: oh yeah, oh yeah, I agree, and that's the that's the growth mindset you know i I know you know a lot of coaches talk about the fix versus the growth mindset, and that's like you said, the delayed gratification versus, uh, versus hey, I want it
0: right now and right then. And and the want it right now and right then is just, it's it's directly tied to that comfortable aspect of life that we were talking about. Yes, yes. And it's amazing that there is a lot of meaning in the struggle of life. You know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. find that meaning. Viktor Frankl talked about it when he was in the concentration camps, Um, Mm -hmm. finding meaning in the struggle. And that's really, you know, one of the most, inspirational and spiritual things you could do in life is to is to find greatness and hardship um Mm. and that really blends the duality
1: and polarity of life in a sense yeah and it also makes you humble when you've reached that 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 stepping stone or when you reach that totem pole like it's it makes you more humble because Mm. you know the struggle Mm. that's a good word of choice humble (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> sounds like somebody's podcast yeah.
0: right? <laughs> uh, but, but that's what i had to do with myself you know i had to really humble myself to to, to lose the ego and say wait a nice. second you know there's a lot more out there um and it, oh, yeah. and it plays into that curiosity that we
1: were talking about earlier definitely definitely
0: mm. so you're coaching you're counseling you have the podcast you're part of the military anything else about yourself that that we might not know about i mean it's a lot and you're a father
1: too Yes, mm. yeah, two daughters, two beautiful daughters. Um, I'm married, I'm a wife. My wife, she's a psychologist. Wow. Um, I know, I know. So when we, <laughs> <laughs> when we get in arguments, we like to throw some Freud, so, you know, some, some, some analogy, some iceberg analogy, oh, you know, things like that. So. I can see you two
0: fighting. It's like, now it's my turn to talk and you have to listen to everything I say and then you have to repeat what I say and then you get to talk.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's it, man. I just, you know, just life keeps going and mm. it's for me now it's, Honestly, it's about also just taking the time, taking a break and be mindful, uh, stay present, and you know don't do too much because yeah. you know you may may end up losing something or you may forget something mm. so.
0: that's powerful. I was just going to ask you how do you keep that balance? Is there any activities that you do personally for yourself to to kind of ease up on a lot of that hustle and and, and and you know all those different activities that you're trying to balance
1: um i Within, I'll say, maybe five to six years ago, I started doing meditation. Um, I try my best to meditate. Um, I used to do it every morning. Now I probably do it three times a week. Um, I work out whenever I can. Jogging helps me as well. Um, But I think the best thing so far has been meditation. And it just helps me be more mindful and just being by myself. My thoughts, I clear my head.
0: Yeah. Meditation, uh, the way I see it is it allows that unconsciousness in us that, 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 that suppressed spirit to, to really come up into consciousness. And, and it, you know, our, our thinking mind's always in the way and blocking things from really coming up. And there's another half of us that we, we almost deny. Um, and yeah, meditation yeah. really allows that to come into fruition. Um, and then exercise you talked about. It's amazing how just a little bit of exercise can change your mind and make it more clear in a sense.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: what kind of exercise do you do? Do you have like a, a specific activity, uh, biking, more weightlifting, running? All of the above.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I, it. Like, <laughs> a
0: little variety.
1: <laughs> Again, I try to change things up. Um, you know, if you do the same workout all the time, your body's going to adapt to it. It's going to get, you know, it's going to get comfortable. So, you know, I like to do hit workouts. Um, I lift, you know, lift weights. I jog, I run, I do sprints, play basketball. Um, I mean, just anything. I try to work out with my girls. Um, so, yeah, just our family just try to, try to stay active.
0: For your life coaching, I'm wondering, is there a specific niche that you're part of, a specific category that you life coach, or are you more... You know, whatever somebody brings you, you can take as long as you feel that connection.
1: So at first, I, I, from my experience, like at first, I was trying to do just broad, generic of like everything that I know, you know. But now I'm, you know, I, a lot of my my uh, my thinking is going more towards mindset mm-hmm. and how everything involves your mind and. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of work for CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, in my, you know, my coaching and also my counseling sessions. And so it's the thought plus action equals your behavior, you know, so everything, you know, things, everything goes with your thoughts first. And so, you know, and that's the mind right there, you know, so everything starts your mindset and it goes from there. Yeah.
0: It's amazing how much power the mind has. And when you break it down like that with somebody and you say, wait a second, your actions are led by your thoughts and your thoughts Mm. are led in your mind. So that means your mind is creating reality. And it's like, Whoa, what the heck? (laughs) It's powerful (laughs) stuff. And, and, and speaking of the mind, um, you wrote a blog about the four C's of mental toughness. The four Mm. C's in your opinion are control, commitment, challenge, and confidence. So I'm wondering Mm. out of those words, anything that you want to bring up with just one of those words and maybe provide some insight through that.
1: I would say confidence mm. um for sure confidence um and i think a lot of it would especially with the mind or mindset self-confidence is key right because we see a lot of this thing and i and i talked about i talked to my wife quite a bit about this and how and i see a lot of like female empowerment and things like that and i think that's great you know and I see a lot of with the, with the women that I counsel or coach, they lack confidence. Mm. And, you know, and I also see it with the men as well, but majority of the women, they lack confidence. And not having that confidence creates a lack of self-esteem. Mm. Thus, you know, their mindset just isn't, isn't there. They lack that, that type of positive mindset. Yeah. And it's all because of the lack of confidence. And it may be in the relationship, it may be in the trauma. It may just be, you know, just with who they who they hang out around. Mm. Um, but I, I see that the, the confidence is so is such a key uh, part to everything. So yeah,
0: no, confidence is it's it's been lacking, you know. And I try to tell people fear will help build that mm-hmm. confidence because it's, it, it, we're all scared of it, but it's actually one of our greatest teachers. You know? yes. and It's a good thing. It's a great thing because fear keeps us on guard you know? because there could be a lion in the way. You know? And that's mm-hmm. where that ancient principle comes from. But if you live in fear all the time, you're going to be in that, in that fight or flight mode all the time and that stress is going to drain your energy and you're really going to hurt yourself in a sense based off of hypothetical fears that are just built in the mind. Mm-hmm. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's amazing how fast time flies. We're actually getting close to the end of this episode. And what I like to do as we head towards the end of the episode is ask a few little fun questions. Um, I really appreciate the time so far. It really was a a fun and and interesting conversation. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of mysteries out in this world, especially related to mind, body, and life. Uh, Wondering one mystery that you wish you had the answer to.
1: Oh man, the mystery. Threw me off there. <laughs> I would say the 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 real meaning of life. Mm. Um, and that's giving from everybody. Like I want to know from everybody what's their meaning of life. Mm. And if I could answer that, it would be great because you know, you, you see so much on social media. You know, government this, government that, you know, COVID, you know, a bomb going off, mili- military, it's, I just want to know, like, what is the meaning of life? What is the purpose? And, you know, what, like, why, why, why haven't we got to that, that place? Why haven't we gone to that point yet? I mm, Love that. I'll
0: make one suggestion and I'm actually just starting a book about the unconscious realm and it's really related to spirituality and science. And I feel like that gap between spirituality and science is, is maybe a reason why we still haven't figured that out yet because they need to almost integrate and accept each other
1: so we can move
0: forward in understanding. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because so many people I think are so fixed on like, prejudices and the judgmental aspect of it of like, because a lot of it comes from like, inter, like generational, what they hear from their, you know, whether their parents or grandparents or whomever. Um, but I, I feel as if like, once you, again, once you move past that and actually understand people
0: mm.
1: before, you know, judging them, then you can make some type of gain. But it's just... I don't know. Nope. It just seems like people don't want to get to that point. They don't want to understand. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And you don't know where that comes from. You know, I guess one of my theories is, is in school, you know, especially the public schooling system, we're taught how to think, how to learn what this is and what that is. And it's like teaching us to put all these judgments on things. And instead of just letting us explore and, and, and become aware of, of who we are. And then once we accept ourselves, it's so much easier to accept others and really see truth for what it is.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. And, and I just feel as if like at a young age, we get, you know, there's so many things out there that we see and we hear, you know, TV, whatever, you know, just, we just get it from every, you know, get it from everywhere
0: Mm.
1: that we make those to be ourselves because we're still finding ourselves. yeah And, you know, and from there on, it's hard to for, for, I feel like it's hard for us to actually grasp our true self because we have all these other things that, we're, we, we, that we take in and we mm. personalize, mm. but we, that's why we have to continue to work on our inner self. But yeah. And the other deep thing, deep thing is we there. all want to <laughs> be accepted,
0: you know, and to be accepted, we, we, we see other people's actions as that's what we need to do to be accepted. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's tough. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering through your journey, you know, we, it's, it's not an, it's not all butterflies and fairy tales. There's, there's struggle. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm sure you could relate yes. to that. Um, maybe you could talk about maybe a difficult lesson or, or a setback along your journey.
1: Well, um, there's definitely struggles, especially, you know, um, being in the, you know, again, being in the South for a while. Um, you know, I'm, cause I, when I went to school at Texas tech, um, I worked at Harbor Freight Tools and, you know, I, I've, I've come across with racism before, Mm. you know, and, um, so it it was nothing new to me, you know, but I never had gotten called out of my name like Mm. that. Um, the the N word. (laughs) And so, yeah, while I was at work. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and, and, you know, you, you have a reaction, but at the same time, you know, I felt as if I was like, why? You know, like, and that's another reason. I'm like, why? Why? What's the point of that? You know, and, you know, so that, you know, that's been a struggle. And then, you know, finding myself and, you know, being raised in, you know, majority, you know, really devoted Christian home. Um, and then moving from state to state, things like that. Um So I've had, yes, I've had my struggles and, you know, just coming to terms with it. And, and, and like we said before, like it, it, I feel as if like that has made me who I am. Mm. Like, I, I feel as if I can understand people more now. And, you know, I've, you know, I feel as if like, you know, I, it has made me stronger to be honest. Wow. So
0: that's an interesting take on it. Um, I'm curious about the social justice movement that's going on in the country now. It's really swept the country. Um, mm-hmm. And and it's really raised a lot of, of awareness towards this subject. Do you have any thoughts or feelings towards it that you want to share?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and you know, I, I don't... And a lot of times, I don't mind talking about it. I actually like... I enjoy talking about it. Um, but also, it's so, like you know, <laughs> talking about it. Um, but I, you know, I feel as if that we really, we really just need to understand people, you know, take that time and understand them. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of this hatred and just prejudice and just this, for me, I feel like it's just idiotic behavior. I'm like, why? And what's the point I, mm-hmm. is like, you know, one side of me is like, oh, this is a distraction. On the other side is like, this has always been here. It's mm-hmm. just <laughs> coming to light even more than yeah. what it was back then. Yeah, you know. So I'm just, I'm just like, why? You know, what's the point? You know, every, there's, there's power among individuals in the world. Like, why do we have to like have to have a power struggle for prejudice or racism or mm. whatever? You know. So
0: the other interesting thing is, you know it's it's a lot of people grow up with their parents teaching them a certain way
1: you Mm -hmm. know and it's
0: like this cycle needs to be broken and i'm hoping that this awareness breaks the cycle so then the children teach their kids to accept and love others not because of what they look like but because of Mm -hmm. of of who they who they express themselves as
1: yes yes i i agree and i actually wrote a paper in college called intergenerational mobility and what basically my paper was saying how um you know because basically it was basically saying how our parents or how we or whoever has kids pass on our traditions and pass on what you know our political values passing this down to our kids either knowingly or subconsciously or just by our actions but how we pass this down to our, our you know, the, not even our, our own kids. It could be cousins, nephews, nieces, or just kids that look up to us in the neighborhood. Mm. Um, but we pass this, this concept down and this learned behavior down to them. And they, they just suck it in and they use it without even knowing. And then when they get older, it's such a learned behavior that that's who they, that's who they are. And then you, they basically have to retrain what they've already learned. Um, which is so it it, it is and I and my wife and I we always talk to each other about like we have to we have to take the good things that we learned from our parents and not the bad Mm. but that bad the bad will come back (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know but that's when you have to like check each other and say hey that wasn't okay but you know what that's why I'm here yeah so you know that's why I feel like even communication, you know, major key as well. It plays a huge part, but you know, so
0: yeah, it's it's, it's very important to to understand negative traits that arise without your intention and try to relate mm-hmm. to to maybe something in the past that that, that that came from. So you're not thinking that you're the bad guy. You're just yes. thinking, oh, that's from you know my father or mother or or or, or someone else or, or an experience. Yeah, yeah. it's powerful. Yeah. Um, how about any favorite quotes or books or some inspiration uh, such as a psychologist or a philosopher or anybody um, that, that influenced you on your journey
1: well I really really love Eric Thomas mm. um, and yeah um, my, my, the main quote that I liked to hear is um, what was it he said if you're if you're willing to if you if you're willing to breathe or if you can't breathe um and you don't know what success is or something something like that i can't really think of it per se but um eric thomas is like his story is is great um he was like homeless for a long time now he has a phd he's a motivational speaker he actually um um, i think he looked up to tony robbins Mm. um but his i use his um his speaking for a lot of my uh, counseling and facilitating myself and he's 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 really somebody i mean i don't know him personally <laughs> i would love and i would love to get in touch with him personally but <laughs> um yeah he's somebody uh, you know that has helped me on my journey and um just reading about his story
0: yeah the quote was when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe then you'll be successful
1: there it is. I think.
0: Is that it? Okay. <laughs> yes, that is I cheated. Yes. I don't know it all, hands. <laughs> but, you know, that's a powerful quote. And that's the truth. You know, people don't realize that power that we have.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. Any last message for people before we close things out?
1: Um, basically, don't be afraid of change. Change is coming. Change will always be here. It's the only thing that is consistent. Mm. Um, accept change for what it is and adapt to it. That's the only way to make yourself grow.
0: Beautiful message. Beautiful message. And I'm sure people are interested in some of your material. Where can they find you? Any social media or website?
1: Yes, on Instagram, uh, Life Tutor SD, and as well as on um, Facebook. I have a Facebook page. Um, it's Life Tutor San Diego. Um, I'm also on uh, Tumblr if anybody's still (laughs) uses Tumblr, (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Um, but yeah, that's, that's it.
0: Beautiful. Hey, Roderick, it has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I really thank you for sharing some of those personal insights.
1: All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate everything, Joseph.